0: So we met online. This is a podcast about love, sex, and everything in between the world of online dating. Hi, I'm Chris.
1: And I'm Erica, and we are so excited, like really excited that you're here to listen to our podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, feedback, critiques, criticisms, praise, feel free to find us online at so we metonline.com. So we met online. Another throwback.
0: Throwback.
1: I've been getting nostalgic and listening to some of our old episodes.
0: They are magical.
1: They are magical.
0: And insightful.
1: And insightful. I feel like we're still insightful. That's true. It was our first time even meeting in person. We were in a studio facing each other, which is different from... Zoom facing each other. And now we know it, you know, three and a half years later, we know each other so much better. It's fun to go back and listen to some of our old episodes. To be honest, I still agree with all of the advice we're giving, but I just think we're so much more familiar with each other now.
0: Yeah, I think there's that. And I do think that we have a different perspective. I mean, the way life materializes and changes, we would never have expected to be in the situation we're in right now today, back you know, three years ago when we were recording these and now to kind of put that into perspective and try to give more context to these old stories, I think makes Mm -hmm. absolutely perfect sense.
1: I agree. So I want to reshare a story I told back in 2017 about what was then my shortest first date. It, it is <laughs> is—it's no longer. But if someone ever asked me, what's the worst date you've ever been on? This is still the one I would bring up. So let's just play that. And then I want to talk about it. Let's listen. So um, I have a story. OK, great. So uh, we met online. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Obviously. On Tinder. I know people say, Tinder, hookup site, wah, wah. Right. I say you can use Tinder for anything you want. You can use any site for anything you want. There shouldn't be any preconceived notions as to what you're going on the online dating site for. That's up for you to decide. Sure. So anyway, just that said, I was on Tinder, and I matched with someone who seemed, you know, handsome, had written a a short, you know, cute little profile. We start chit-chatting, and I find out he lives in San Francisco, but he is in town for a conference. I don't really care where the person lives. The beauty of my job as an online dating coach is I can work from wherever I want. Plus, who doesn't like San Francisco? So I was like, yeah, we should definitely meet. And he was in town for maybe two more days. So we planned to meet. It was a Thursday night. And I already had dinner plans that night because it was pretty last minute. And we decided to meet for a drink kind of later in the evening. Now, as I'm at dinner... I realized that the service is just really slow. Everything is running later than it Mm. should. Yeah. So I went into the restroom and texted him and asked if we could push back our time by half an hour. He responded that that was no problem. I mean, I gave him ample notice. Yeah. So I wrap up dinner and I head to the bar where I'm meeting him and I walk in. For whatever reason, there was no one else in the bar. It was just him.
0: Just him. All by himself. So, yes. All by himself. Sitting in the corner.
1: (laughs) Sitting at the corner of the bar. (laughs) And so it was easy to find him. I walk in and he looks at me and he has this deadpan face, no expression. And he goes, you are the worst dating coach ever.
0: What?
1: And I don't know what to make of this. I'm like, is he joking? Is this like when you're little kids and you like someone, you push them in the sandbox? Was he that angry that I pushed our date back by half an hour? Right. And I had told him what I do for a living. Okay. Okay. Okay, so? I'm thinking, okay, maybe this is his idea of an icebreaker. So I try to give him the benefit of the doubt. I sit down at the bar. We start chatting. I order a drink. And we start talking about our day. And all of a sudden, he starts repeating everything I'm saying back to me. Say something to me. Hi. Hi.
0: How are you doing?
1: How are you doing?
0: How was your trip?
1: How was your trip?
0: He was doing Annoying?
1: Exactly. (laughs) Are we five? Yeah, I'm like, what are you doing? He's now making fun of my accent.
0: Is he trying to mimic your accent? He's
1: trying to mimic my accent by repeating everything I'm saying. Got it. I realize I'm from New Jersey. I have a little accent sometimes. Things happen. Just a little Just bit. Just a little bit. You know, things happen, especially when I'm talking about coffee and... Coffee. Yeah, coffee. Coffee Give on. me a
0: bagel with that coffee. So
1: now, not only has he insulted me... But he's teasing me in a way that I don't find funny. Okay, so our drinks arrive, and again, I'm still trying to make the most of this. And then he looks at me, and he goes, I can't believe you picked a bar where there was no one else here. I can't control yeah. who shows up at a bar.
0: Your presence alone should have been enough. Oh,
1: thanks. So now the bartender comes over to start talking to us, because he's bored, because we're the only we're, people of in there. The date says to the bartender, you're not going to believe what this girl does for a living. And they both start laughing that I could possibly, in what world, help people with online dating.
0: Well, you were 30 minutes late.
1: I wasn't. I gave him notice. (laughs) Leave me alone. I mean, I'm now offended on multiple levels. Sure. Now I feel ganged up on, and they're still making fun of my accent. This is the first time in my entire life I ever left a date early. It was after about 15 minutes. I said, I don't need this. And I threw $10, it was what I had in my purse, down on the counter And I went food shopping. You know, (laughs) I gotta tell you, that was the best end of the night ever. And he texted me while I was food shopping, and he goes, "I wasn't done asking you questions. You
0: weren't done asking me questions. Are you
1: out of your mind?
0: Like, yeah. Well, I wasn't done listening to your fake accent anymore. Good
1: riddance. Going back to San Francisco. Thank you very much. Wow, I forgot just how bad that date was. I mean, Uh, I can picture us. I can picture the bartender. I can picture where we were sitting in the corner of the bar. And I can picture me food shopping after.
0: So
1: so I kind of wanted to talk about, to bring it more up to date, first date no-nos for meeting in person. But Mm -hmm. now, are there first date no-nos for having a video date, a phone call? Are they different things you shouldn't do? Are they similar things you shouldn't do? I want to talk about that.
0: I think on some level, they don't change, right? The the (laughs) common decency of people and (laughs) and being nice to somebody and mature and respectful, Mm -hmm. I don't think that changes too much, right? Absolutely.
1: I agree. I mean, if I were to have a video call with this guy and he started off by insulting me, I mean i wouldn't hang up on anyone but i would certainly be quicker to leave because i wouldn't have ordered a drink and there wouldn't be a bartender there as a buffer
0: well that's interesting does it become easier to basically hang up on somebody and be like i hope oh, not oh i'm so, uh, you're you're i uh
1: that sounds like the dial-up modem
0: you it was
1: Oh, man, I remember how excited I was when I got my own phone line. It shared the line with the dial up. So it was always busy because everyone was always on AOL. Anyway, it is easier to get out of a date sooner. And no, do not hang up on someone. My gosh, I mean, that is rude as all heck. But I have told clients if after talking to somebody for a little bit, you're just not feeling it, it's obvious that it's not a match. You can say, I should really get going. It doesn't matter if you're going from your couch to your bed, wherever. It doesn't matter if you're going in the kitchen to make a sandwich, not a Subway sandwich, just a uh-huh. sandwich, because that's a kind way to excuse yourself. An unkind way. Yeah. is to just leave or hang up. You hear these stories of people who get up to use the restroom and never come back. I can't imagine a more cowardly behavior than that.
0: Yeah, that's happened to me before as well. It has. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone yeah. got
1: up. Said she was using the restroom and left? Oh, yeah. What would prompt a person to do that? It doesn't matter. It's not your fault.
0: Yeah, but actually later when we hear my story, that's part Mm -hmm. of it. There's a similar element to that. Again, there's a certain level of respect that you have to present to really anybody that you're interacting with. Yes, it's a little bit easier to, you know, ignore somebody online And even more so, as we've seen across social media, as we've seen in other forms of online connections, people take on different personas. They have more guts to really just be mean because there is no ramifications. What are you going to do? You don't have my address. You don't have my phone number. I'm now connected to you online in some way. I can say anything I want to say to you. I can hang up on you. I could ignore you. I can be inappropriate with you. What's going to happen? And that's the unfortunate reality of this digital age of dating.
1: I agree. There's no recourse. And actually, even if you've connected with someone online, I do think, unfortunately, that people aren't seeing a video date as the same as a first date. I would encourage people to think of a video date As a first date, in the absence of being able to meet a person in person, face to face, consider that your first date and treat that person how you would after any other first date. The reason I'm saying that is because a good friend of mine, she had a video date with a guy. They seemed to like each other. They ended up texting every day since the video date and then set up a date to meet last Sunday. They hadn't picked out the time and the place yet, but she checked in with him the day before You know, hey, I'm looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. Where are we meeting? Didn't answer. That morning, she texted, hey, I'm trying to plan my day. You know, normal stuff for someone who wants to schedule their day. He never answered again. And so I always encourage people, and I like that she takes my advice on this. She she likes to have the last word, which I agree with, because I think so many people will let someone just slink off, and, you know, then they think that behavior is somehow okay. She was nice, but she said, hey... You don't seem like the type of person who would ghost me. I hope you're okay. I had really been looking forward to meeting you today. And then I forgot how she ended it. But I thought that was more than appropriate. But just the fact that they had made this visual connection, not just over text, but not in person, but over whatever it was, FaceTime, he still treated her as if she was
0: not real. Yeah, you know, you bring up an interesting point, and that is that a lot of these dating services and dating apps are now introducing things like video chat and tools by which you can easier connect with somebody. And all of that is fine. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. But on another level, if we really think about it, those same tools that they claim are being used to make connections easier and to be more secure about it, right? Like hiding your Mm -hmm. phone number. So now there's basically a fake number that, you know, you can contact somebody and video chat with them. But in reality, those same tools can be used to ghost people. They are enabling your ability to immediately disconnect from somebody you don't want to talk to anymore.
1: I only partially agree with that because it's the person Who's going to ghost? It doesn't matter if they're connecting with someone on Bumble or over the regular phone or whatever. If someone is inclined to treat someone like that, they're going to do it regardless of how they've connected with that person. Now, I hear what you're saying. Like if you had exchanged phone numbers, you have two points of contact for that person. And if one doesn't go through, another will. And I hear what you're saying, that if you use the video function within the app, you only have one point of contact. And if that person unmatches you, you're done but it's on the person. It's not on the dating app.
0: Well, sure. It's on the person. But you know, what's interesting is like on Bumble, I think when you go to unmatch somebody, it, it asks you for a reason, like, Mm -hmm. why are you unmatching this individual? And Mm -hmm. there's really no validation in there or double check or, you know, like, are you sure you want to unmatch this person Or have you told them that you're unmatching them? Would you like to notify them that you're unmatching them? Even some of those (laughs) elements might improve the situation when you do feel like you've made a connection and now all of a sudden that that is immediately gone.
1: Right. I'm just going to read the options on Bumble and Hinge for when you unmatch. And something I just noticed today is that on Bumble, the reason of I'm just not interested is the last one. It's at the bottom. You click on that one. On Hinge, it's on top. So I was managing someone's Hinge earlier today and I hit the bottom one because that's what it is on Bumble. And the bottom one on Hinge, I think, is like emergency. Someone's in danger. So I know I was like, oh, my God, they're going to call the police on this poor client. Anyway, so the options on Bumble are It says, everything okay? Help us keep the hive safe by telling us if there's a reason why you've unmatched. Don't worry, this is anonymous. And then the choices are made me uncomfortable, abusive or threatening, inappropriate content, spam or scam, stolen photo, user is under 18, and then the catch-all, I'm just not interested. And then on Hinge, and again, be really careful if you're using both apps because I made this mistake today. The bottom one is someone is in danger. So the top says no reason. Second, I'm not interested in this person. Third, profiles, fake spam or scammer, inappropriate content, underage, offline behavior. I guess that means maybe you did meet them and they did something inappropriate. And I'm not going to click that, because. but I do want to see if they prompt you for comments. I assume yes. And then lastly, someone is in danger. So I only discovered this this morning that the no reason is on top of one and on the bottom of the other. So just be careful.
0: Well, you mentioned offline behavior. When we come back from the break, let's look (laughs) at an old story of mine and discuss how we feel about that now. We'll be right back.
1: Hey, everyone. If you like what you hear as much as we like creating it, we would love for you to review our podcast. That way, more people can hear about it. How do you do that? If you're using an iPhone, go to your app, your podcast app that's purple, and click on search. Type in So We Met Online, and you'll see the So We Met Online logo. Then click on that, scroll down to where it says ratings and reviews, and that's where you can either give us five stars, or you can write a review and submit that. Thank you so much for being our loyal listeners.
0: Okay, Erica, so if you remember way back when, I shared a story about TGI Fridays. TGIFs. I
1: do. But for people who don't, let's play the tape.
0: So we met online. Uh huh. And we decided I'm going to take her out on a date, go to dinner. And she says, Well, hey, I'm already at TGI Fridays. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you? Because
1: you wanted more flair in (laughs) your life.
0: Yes. So why don't you come and meet me at Fridays? I'm like, well, if she's already there, might as well. Okay. So she's sitting at the bar, and I go. I tap her on the shoulder, and I say, hi, I'm Chris. And she stands up, and before even saying a word, she's there making out with me. <laughs> on the first date, in Fridays.
1: That's a classy joint.
0: Yes. <laughs> so I kind of go with the flow. I mean, why not? Hey, who who gets the chance to make out with somebody on the first date, right? <laughs> uh, before even saying Hi. After a little bit, I I kind of push her aside and say, hey, how about if we sit down and let's order some food? She's like, okay. So we go to one of those booths. And, you know, at Fridays, they have these kind of bar booths that are really designed for one person on each side. I sit on my side. And before I know it, she's literally straddling me, (laughs) sitting on my lap and wanting to make out some more. (laughs) Now, at this point in time, I clearly realize she's drunk. Mm -hmm. But... Why not? Let's keep making out in the middle of Fridays. It's a family (laughs) establishment, right? (laughs) So we're kissing. I do start to get a little bit uncomfortable. And so I say, you know, how about again we order some food and talk a little bit, get to know each other? And she says, okay, sure. Waitress comes. We order our food. She then decides that she doesn't want to talk anymore and she wants to continue making out. So she gets back up comes back over to my side and starts to kiss me again. And then while we're kissing, I'm kind of trying to stop this. She turns around and kind of whispers in my ear, why don't you take me home to have sex? Yes, once again, I get proposition for sex on the first date. At this point in time, I say, I don't think that's a good idea.
1: So she's drunk?
0: She's drunk. We're in Friday's. And she's asking me to take her home to have sex.
1: Who are these women?
0: Uh, I don't know. This was in D.C., by the way. (laughs) I then say, no, I don't think that's a good idea. Well, I think I just killed her soul because at that point in time, she stands up, looks at me, and at the top of her lungs, in Fridays, begins to yell at me, How dare you reject me? How dare you turn me down? I don't offer myself to just anybody. Oh my I decided to offer myself to you, and you're going to reject me? You're going to say no to me when I want to have sex with you? How dare you say no to me? I didn't know what to do. Neither did half the other people in the restaurant know <laughs> oh, exactly what children, to do. The children,
1: the poor children. Yes.
0: I'm clearly censoring this story. There is a lot more colorful words coming out of her mouth while saying this at the top of her lungs. Mm-hmm. And again, I realized, I think she's had a little too much to drink. Mm -hmm. So when I say, no, I don't think this is going to work, she says, fine, I'm out of here. And she runs off. Well, I sit (laughs) when the food comes, because I'm hungry, (laughs) and (laughs) proceed to eat. Not quite sure what happened to her. And about 45 minutes goes by, and she comes back. And she says... Well, I just needed to go use the restroom. I think I'm better now. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to uh, act this way. I'm I'm a little embarrassed. Can I have a redo? And I was like, well, are you okay? Are you sure? Is everything okay? She's like, yeah, I'm fine. And so she sits down to have some of the food and then proceeds to say, once again, do you want to come back to my place? <laughs> At which time I say, no, <laughs> no, I do not. And she gets up one more time, yells at the top of her lungs, tells me off, and then runs out the front door. Hmm. I go to chase her down because now I think she's going to get in her car and she's drunk. drunk. So I chase her down. I stop her and I sit and I talk to her a little bit. And she says, I'm new to the area. I don't know anybody. I just wanted somebody to come home. I I was lonely. And I said, well, you know, if you would have approached it that way, maybe we could have had a different conversation. But the fact that you blew up on me and you yelled at the top of your lungs and cursed me out in the family restaurant of Fridays, I think there is a problem with this. And maybe tonight you just need to go home and sleep it off. In which case she did. And then she texted me the next day saying, so how about if you come over for brunch?
1: (laughs) Seriously? Yes. Yes. I forgot just how bad that was
0: yeah it's bad
1: i mean we could talk about a lot we could talk about drinking too much we can talk about i mean it sort of relates to the date i had where the guy showed up drunk and high although we hated each other so it was quite the opposite of just making out <laughs> i mean certainly what not to do on a first date and then lastly how to be honest with someone. If she had just said to you, like you said, right. you know, I just moved here. I don't have any friends. I'm feeling really lonely and I really could use some company. You would have responded totally differently. Yep. And I know I've told this before, but I was having a particularly bad day once. I had a date lined up for that evening, but about 10 minutes before, something came up with an ex of mine and it put me in a very sour mood. I showed up on the date and immediately said to him, look, I'm usually very bubbly and everything. Something just happened. I'm not gonna get into the details, but I just wanna let you know something is on my mind and it might affect my behavior. And the date ended up being great because I didn't have to hide anything. Usually honesty, to a point, is the best policy.
0: I totally agree. And and I said that. If you would have just been a little bit more honest and upfront and, and shared with me what was going on, it probably would have been a completely different outcome. I don't know what that outcome is, right? I can't, right. can't look back in the past, but I know that the way that she approached it, it was just not comfortable, not right, weird, you know, all of these things that you think about. Now, I'm sure there's some other people out there other guys probably would have been like, yes, this is, yes, this is exactly what I was hoping for. Ka-ching, <clears throat> thank you very much. You know, and, and would have done whatever they wanted to do. But I started to feel, you know, not only was it uncomfortable, I started to feel like there's a bigger issue here. There's a mm-hmm. bigger challenge. I looked two steps ahead and thought, what happens if I do go back? What happens the next morning? What happens the next day? What does she try to do? There's any number of scenarios that started going through my head, and none of them really were good. right? So But as we were talking about earlier, she went to the restroom. She never came back. I thought that she was gone. I thought that she had left, and then she came back. So even after, you know, maybe sobering up a little bit, she mm-hmm. started to have kind of second thoughts about her own behavior and the situation and again i look at that maybe differently and in different eyes today Mm -hmm. but as we were talking about in terms of online dating today and virtual dates this scenario would never have happened today
1: well absolutely because when you meet someone in person you're three-dimensional so you have that other aspect to think about Does my arm graze hers? Should we kiss? Where do we sit in relation to the other person? Whereas when you're on a screen, you're two dimensional. So you don't have to worry about any of the physical stuff. And while it might not make it as exciting, it certainly makes things easier.
0: Now we've heard and we even talked about it where like Match.com is starting to promote this concept of virtual dating and hey, let's cook meals together and I've heard a lot of stories of people like selecting a movie to watch at the same time. And I've even heard of people just friends getting together and doing virtual happy hours where sure, everybody sits around. Doing it, that right? now. So, do we see scenarios now where things might get out of hand if somebody drinks too much and starts to get <laughs> drunk online?
1: Well, at least they don't have to drive home.
0: Well, you're right. You don't have to drive home, but take this exact same scenario, the same story we just shared and put it into context of today. And if we were to meet online and she was already drunk when uh-huh. I dial into the video chat with her.
1: Well, then you wouldn't have to worry about her getting home safely. You say, you know what? You seem a little preoccupied. Best of luck to you.
0: I wouldn't have to worry about her groping me in public.
1: <laughs> I mean, I can't decide if that's lucky or, <laughs> or not. I don't know. But And of course, it's a double standard, which goes unsaid. But no, like if someone drinks too much in their own home, you learn a lot about someone from their home turf. You learn about their background. You learn how messy they are. You can see things. We all see things in the background of other people's Zoom that we would never notice for ourselves. We don't notice our stash piles in the corner and we don't notice a dust mite and we don't notice a dead fly. And I'm not saying you or I have any of those things, just for what it's worth, but people notice. So if their kitchen is a mess, if they have a sink full of dishes, if yes, if they're drinking a ton at home, you have to believe that that is their normal behavior since they are on their home turf.
0: Every single one of us, every single person who is listening to this podcast at some point in time has received a drunk text guarantee that's true I think so I think it's absolutely true I don't know have you ever received a drunk text well yeah okay and I have too so out of the two of us no I have not sent
1: a drunk text no okay so how can you say everyone's received one
0: well because I know the two of us have so that's a hundred percent out of this audience right here
1: no, but that's not representative. How about the people who've been married for 40 years and their spouses could be sending them a drunk text?
0: But... Uh, I would like to say, okay, okay, 99% <laughs> of all of our listeners have received a drunk text. Here's here's the poll question, I guess, for uh, social media this week, is have you received a drunk text? I, I only mention that
1: because
0: mm-hmm. it's something that we are somewhat familiar with and maybe or maybe not that drunk text is indirectly related to whatever, we'll call it a booty call. Again, these are things that are not necessarily happening in this Mm -hmm. age of, you know, of disruption and, and viruses. So I don't know, it's just weird and it's different and it gives us a demonstration of what we talked about at the start, which is things have evolved and kind of reflecting back on these stories in today's world and how, you know, just interesting it is.
1: I have one final question for you. This just happened and I would like your opinion, even though I already know what you're going to say and I already know how I feel about it. So really I'm not asking. But let's say someone who is me went out with someone, had an enjoyable time, definitely would see the person again, didn't text for a few days, didn't really think about it. The person got in touch with me and said, sorry to be out of touch, I was camping I said, oh, no big deal. Whatever. I wasn't pining. And then he started sending a few pictures from the camping trip, which were beautiful pictures of lakes and streams and stuff. And then the next picture that comes through is a picture of him from the back, naked, Mm -hmm. standing in a stream.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: First of all, that's not something you would ever send somebody if you had only been on one date with them and there was no physical contact. Right. Two. You should not send pictures like that if not asked. Here's my thing. Don't send unsolicited pictures to people of body parts that they have not seen in person yet. How's that for a rule?
0: It's a good rule. And I'm going to put that back into our virtual dating world. If I log into a first date on Match.com or Bumble video chat and I answer the video call in nothing but a towel, how do you respond
1: I would tell you that's not appropriate. Well, how about the one who showed up shirtless, but with a blazer on for me? I gasped at the picture and said, you need to send warnings with your pictures. I was not thrilled about it. He thought it was cute. I get it. At least it was the backside. I made a comment then about his rear end. (laughs) And he wrote back, oh, I thought I was being vulnerable. And I said, unsolicited pictures equal unsolicited commentary. And he said, touche. And I said, no, tushy. (laughs) The end. But I think I made it very clear that that was not my style. And I'm pretty sure from that conversation, we won't be seeing each other again. And I'm okay with that. And with that, thanks for listening. (laughs)